0: Luxury may not necessarily be the thing for every retailer. So what is it, you know, as they're looking at their own portfolio and and product mix, how can they determine if luxury makes sense for them?
1: What's interesting about luxury is you've got a variety of different folks to to work with. For a retailer, that is actually really exciting because there's a variety of different segments in which they can partner with. If they know that they can go to that retailer and all of their needs are going to be met, you speak the same language, there is built-in loyalty right there.
0: Welcome to the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host Rob Stott. We are coming to you live this week and over the next few uh, with some episodes from a, a show you might have heard about that went on uh, down there in Nashville, Tennessee. Our primetime event, first one in uh, 18 months since gathering in Houston in February 2020, and uh, you know, had the chance while we were there uh, to get obviously a, a lot of great content, you know, recorded in person and um, you know just some some great. Conversations with our vendors, our members, NMG staff, and just an all around great time down there. Um, and excited to finally, now over the next couple of weeks, you know, we're dropping this one in the middle of the show, but over the next couple of weeks, we'll have content from the show. And um, we get it started our, our primetime coverage and talking to, you know, our, our NMG family here with Julie Burns of GE Appliances and the Monogram brand. Julie and uh, marketing, uh, you know, there for the Monogram brand. And um had, you know, An awesome conversation around sort of where Monogram fits into the portfolio of GE Appliances. Obviously, it is that premium luxury uh, brand for GE. So, you know, what what does a dealer that carries that brand, you know, how do they market that product to a a consumer differently than they would something that is, you know, a, a... throughout the rest of the GE portfolio, you know, what do they, what kind of considerations do they have to take? Um, you know, what's it like working with that client? Just a total breakdown of that dynamic for a GE cust a a GE retailer. Um, and you know, diving into a lot more as well, obviously, you know, Julie is new for those uh, that know her is new to, GE. This was her first in-person event uh, in Nashville, and she's been. But at the same time, she's been with the company for just about a year. Um, so excited to talk to her about all that and, and so much more. So let's just go ahead and dive into it. This is Julie Burns of GE Appliances. <music> On the Independent Thinking podcast, our first podcast live in person in eighteen months. This is incredible, and I get to do it with you, with with you, Miss Julie Burns, the uh, chief marketing officer. Correct?
1: Executive director.
0: Executive director. I gave you a promotion. There, there we go. go. So it's <laughs> on camera too, and it, it, it's <laughs> official now. But with GE, uh, GE monogram. So I appreciate you taking time. You know the show just getting started and you're sitting down chatting with us uh, about what's going on so I appreciate it.
1: No this is great so what you probably don't know is that I joined GE appliances and to lead the monogram team a year ago and so this is I am new to appliances and then also new to these shows so this is my very first one. Well welcome
0: <laughs> first of all I, so thank you to that what what uh I, I love to get into backgrounds and kind of learning more about you and you know you're obviously your path to GE so what was it Prior to GE, that, that you were doing,
1: yeah. So I've had probably a very unconventional marketing path and career. So I started in hospitality, actually in consumer insights, um, and you know I would say that I grew up in hospitality um, in a variety of different roles, um, as well as you know also hit on beauty industry um, and fashion. And then also just a couple of startups along the way as well. And so it's been really interesting. I would say that probably my love for luxury really started when I worked for Hilton Worldwide, um, where I, I worked on you know strategy and then brand performance for Waldorf Astoria and Conrad.
0: Well, that's, that's interesting. You mentioned the, the luxury aspect because obviously that's where your focus is now. Um, how, you know, did you feel, is that what kind of attracted you to, to GE Appliances and, and this Monogram brand?
1: It did. And so I think, you know, it's re- the luxury consumer is just really different. And I think once you start to peel back the onion and you really start to think about who that person is, it's really, they just pull you in and you just yeah. want to be able to learn more. And so for Monogram, I mean, we've been really on a journey for the last three years in terms of just restaging the brand and really positioning it in luxury. And so that's one of the things that was just really exciting. So when I received the recruiter call to say, hey, how would you like to have a conversation? It was one that immediately piqued my interest.
0: So very different industries, but the, the way the clients in those industries and how you work with them is kind of where it sort of blends together.
1: It does. I mean, I think from a branding perspective, yes, right? So you know who that target is. You know who you want to go after. What I will say that's very different with the appliances industry versus, you know, any of the other industries I was in is probably it's a lot more complex than one would expect from the outside looking in. And so you realize that you've got all of a cadre of folks to tap into and honestly get their perspective. So you have architects and builders and designers and your customers. And of course, you have that end consumer as well.
0: Yeah, no. And before we dive deeper into, you know, kind of what's going on with Monogram today, uh, you mentioned, obviously, it's part of the GE Appliances portfolio. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the difference, because I know there's GE Appliances. I myself today am a cafe customer. Uh, And and then, you know, there's Profile and Monogram. So where, where does it all kind of fits together and how does it fit together yep
1: so I think what's great about GE appliances is that we have it is a true house of brands and so you have really a brand for every segment of the population that is going to fit their needs and so when we think about monogram monogram really is the position as the luxury player Um, so when we think about you know the top two percent of the population that is who we're targeting um, you've got Cafe, which is an amazing brand, obviously, <laughs> um, and so that you know, so Cafe is really positioned to really bring luxury to the masses um, and to really kind of go after you know, distinct by design, which I'm sure you've probably seen that. And then Profile is really about you know, being able to say you've got a technology partner. Um, all of our really innovation is within all of our brands, um, but profile is really the one that is tackling all of the super cool, smarter innovation.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So what, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but uh, tell me the difference between, you know, what what I'm a cafe customer, so in working, a retailer working with me as opposed to a retailer working with someone that is, you know, looking for that monogram uh, appliance or package, you know, if you were, as it is, you know, what's the difference in, in terms of how you know, the, that client relationship works.
1: Yeah. So for Monogram, what you're going to find is more likely you've got an owner who is really kind of looking to either build their custom house. They're going to do a full renovation. And they're more than likely probably working with a designer. Um, and so that designer and architect team, they're really going to be the ones to kind of help design what that, what that space is going to look like. And that also, that end consumer also is going to be one that they know exactly what they want you know and so they're going to be able to say this is the design that we want this is how we're going to accomplish that and really looking for the best and that that really entails you know just materials as well as just how are things going to perform and just to know that they have the right team with them all along the way um, to do that.
0: No that makes sense and I mean the way obviously you know a typical client isn't going to come into a retailer store with a big team that they're working with and you know it is a very different customer and that's why you know I think we you see kind of the work that's been done John O'Hallor and and everything he's done with the luxury initiative here at Nationwide Um, you know luxury may not necessarily be the thing for every retailer so what is it you know as they're kind of you know, looking at their own portfolio and, and product mix to, to try to, to, how can they determine if luxury makes sense for them you know, to bring it into the fold of what they're doing?
1: Yeah. And so I think it's, what's interesting about luxury is, again, we were talking about that earlier where you've got a variety of different folks to, to work with. And so I think for a retailer, that is actually really exciting because there's a variety of different segments in which they can partner with. So you've got some of your builders, and so some of those may very well be a community or development that is being done. And so they can say, all right, so we just given the price point of those particular homes, what they wanna do, where their targeting is, there's that particular play. Um, in addition to that, there are those relationships with the designers. And I would say for retailers, it becomes really key in being able to forge that relationship with that designer so that if they know that they can go to that retailer and all of their needs are gonna be met, you speak the same language, there is built-in loyalty right there because obviously designers are going to want to have a partner that can fulfill what they need and that's not that dissimilar from what we're doing from a monogram perspective is making sure that we have those partner relationships as well across the board.
0: I, it's interesting because we see I mean there's other segments too here at Nationwide there's you know I think of our home technology specialists Nationwide that the home theater guys and what they're doing you hear a lot of the same conversations about building those relationships with Architects, builders, and designers, um, and to see it kind of, you know, make its way into this luxury conversation um, is cool, and it, it also brings up, you know, what is it that a retailer can do because they're they can't sit back and wait, right? They they right. can't be wait they can't wait to be contacted by an architect, and you know, you got to do some self marketing, and who better to talk to about some tips than a, a marketer? <laughs> That's uh, right. You know, what what is it that a retailer can do to kind of start that outreach if they, I mean. Is it cold calls, you know, what, what kind of things can they do to get themselves in with that space? There's a
1: couple of different ways. I would say for us, the way that we have helped our retailers is really kind of partnering. So we have these amazing displays within the stores. And so um, what we have is the way in which they've been, been constructed is so that you have a place to be able to have live appliances so you can do cooking demos. Um, what we like to say is that you should be able to see and feel what that experience is like. And so you can, that's, you can only have that in store. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll partner with the retailers. We'll, ho- we'll host an event. So you have a chef that comes in, can, can cook, can talk you to you about all of the great features, um, about the appliances. And then you can leverage your manufacturer to be able to say, hey, you know, who do you know in the community? And so between the local folks understanding, you know, who is there, who's influential, um, as well as the manufacturer also having their own relationships, and then we always like it when somebody brings a friend. Yeah. <laughs> and so that way you have an event and you can start to get the word out in terms of like, oh, that was amazing. I didn't realize that, you know, for Monogram, for instance, we have the hearth oven. I had no idea, you know, about the hearth oven and what that what that looks like. Plus it churns out some amazing pizza.
0: <laughs> some great innovation for sure, which I, we're going to get to. I One follow-up question to that, you know, you mentioned the uh, events and uh, it kind of makes me think, obviously – you know, this past year, joining GE and, and uh, the Monogram brand at a time where events weren't really a thing. So, like, what what has this past year been like in terms of? Uh, you know trying to get the word out about monogram and what's going on how did you guys pivot and and adjust to these times
1: yeah I mean to say that it's been an unprecedented year across the board is it feels like a bit of an understatement (laughs) and a a little bit of a well duh of course that's the case but I think you know for us I think you know we really embraced what the new challenge was going to be and I have to credit the team for really thinking you know in a new fresh way being super nimble but we have, we have the benefit of having an experience center in Louisville where we bring in our customers, salespeople to train them. And that is everything that we've done in person, in live. Like we were saying earlier about the sea and feel so you can have that experience. Well, COVID, you can't do that. And so what the team did is they really pivoted to what that looks like for live virtual training. And so there's, there's a couple of things. One, we have an amazing trainer on staff um, that kind of can bring you right up close and personal and talk about the appliances and all of the beautiful things. And then in addition to that, we also had our chefs start to put together what we call the taste of monogram boxes. And so we would send those to our retailers and then you could be socially distanced, whether at home or in the showroom, cooking along with our chefs, just as if you were in person.
0: That's pretty cool. So there's still some innovative ways to like experience these products without having to be you know, in person. Is there- Is that kind of those kinds of things that you were doing? Is it anything that can carry forward or do you see it sort of being kind of mainstay now? Even at, you know, if we ever get to a point where we can be back to whatever a a new normal or post post this situation is? Yeah,
1: I think there's, you know, and again, I think the creative thinking really kind of helps. And that is definitely not something that's going away, right? I mean, if anything else, we're thinking about when we are thinking about our learning programs, that all of that is just a hybrid. And so now, you know, what we've been able to achieve, frankly, is a whole lot of reach and scale to be able to, to build relationships with people beyond the four walls of a center. Yeah. And so that's not going to go away. And I think what's really great is that also means that we can tailor what kind of learning you have when you come in person. Because if you've already gotten some of the base level information from a virtual training, then we can go even deeper when you come in person oh that's awesome I, uh,
0: learning and marketing innovation just i if there's one thing we've seen over these past eighteen months is just how much it can grow and, and and just change and pivot so quickly and efficiently yes. Uh it's been really cool to follow and uh, you guys are no different certainly with what you've been doing and uh, that's on the marketing side, but also you know on on the product side as well you mentioned the pe- pizza ovens I mean. It's like one of those inventions that you're like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but that's not it. I mean, I've seen we've seen the, the Heston uh, integration and, and things like that that have been had. Like, what what's possible in this space, or what excites you about sort of the innovation that, that's happening in this space?
1: I have to say that the team of engineers that we have is just blow me away every single day. And I think you know what I'm really excited about right now is that we have we just launched our new professional range. And it does have. So you mentioned Heston Q. So we have a true temp burner um, that is the first to market um, gas burner that allows you to control temperature to the degree. Crazy. So just. And I can't tell you, I cook on gas. I have I have burned many things because you just don't have the right temperature control. Yeah. And so being able to have innovation like that, and we take it even a step further with those partnerships with Heston Q, where not only do you end up syncing it with your app, but it will tell you step by step exactly what to do. So I I love to cook, but I said that I burn things. Um I, with the TrueTemp Burner, I love scallops. It's the one thing that I adore when I go out to dinner, something that I will make rubber every time at home. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're
0: definitely not alone in
1: that. <laughs> and so with this burner what and the Heston Q app and the guided cooking is that it knows how many scallops. It will tell me when to turn it so I get the perfect sear so I have no more rubber scallops. That's
0: awesome. That's crazy. I mean, and cool to see. I mean, it makes me think shameless I, I don't even know if i'm allowed to plug them but ember i think of the uh, the temperature control coffee mugs <laughs> it's just the same idea you, you can control your mug of coffee to the degree that you know you like it so you don't burn your coffee but also you know never gets cold exactly. but in a much more professional looking and, and you know application uh, <laughs> you know, cooking scallops i'm not cooking that on an ember that's for sure but no uh julie i i really appreciate you know your time and, and coming on i what did you know? You mentioned your first show. What what are you excited about the most? Being here in Nashville with us at Prime Time,
1: I am. I am really looking forward to being able to take it all in. Um, and and I know that probably sounds so cliche, but I am excited to see our booth live and in person. I'm super excited to meet all of these amazing customers that we have that I've had conversations with on a screen. <laughs> um, but to actually meet people in person, interact, um, be able to show and tell all of the amazing things that we have coming on. I mean, it's, it's really going to be exhilarating to be here.
0: It's awesome. It's going to be a whirlwind of a, a few days here, but uh, i sure you'll enjoy it, and we will enjoy it for sure. But uh, thank you again. You know, this has been fun, and um, best of luck over the, the next couple of days here. Yes.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's a true honor to sit here with you and at my very first show.
0: Anytime. Well, I say anytime. This is the only time that that will happen, but no, anytime having you on. This was a lot of fun, so we'll, we'll for sure be uh, following up down the road. So that thank sounds you. great. Thanks, Rob. All right, and a, a big thanks again to Julie for taking the time and um, you know trying to catch her breath in the middle of a, a whirlwind show—a first-time, uh, you know, buying group show for her uh, as a part of the GE Appliances team. So appreciate her taking the opportunity to. Um, come and chat with us and share some of her thoughts and insights and uh, excited to see where that that grows where that relationship grows and um, what she can do for the the monogram brand there at GE Appliances so uh, as always uh, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast and we will catch you next time.